or on the edge. I feel like we're living on a knife's edge at the moment where I'm just taking a step back and realizing if things go certain ways, things turn completely different. So I feel like we're the, our lifestyle is kind of living on the edge constantly. I feel like we wake up and it's kind of just like things can go right, things can go wrong. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's been a standout. I think it's just that that lifestyle is a big standout for me of just like, hang on, everything matters. Um, do a good job, show up. Welcome to Sessions, Stories from the Edge. I'm Robin Wilson, founder of Super Aura, and it's my pleasure to host business, design and culture leaders for an uncut conversation about a time they found themselves on the edge and what happened next. Rob and Lockie, welcome to Sessions. Great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. How are you today? Oh, we're very good, actually. It's uh, We went to the beach before, so we're checking out the ocean. There wasn't many people there, which is how Rob likes it because he doesn't like people. So Lock's just happy because he's got a nice photo of himself, you know. <laughs> oh, Rob finally took a good photo. Oh, I saw of that. It's taken yeah. six or seven years, but you finally... Six or seven he years. He was talking about composition and he's finally listening to me, which is good. He's taken some advice oh, on board. It's just hard because it's, uh, it's like Lock's one of those harsh critics with photos. Like, I'm, if you ever notice any of the content that comes out on Funny Businesses, my, he doesn't really give a shit what my face looks like or the photos that he posts with me. But of his, it's always like perfect jawline, perfect lighting, yeah. wearing nice clothes. And it's just whatever, you know. Once you're happy with, I, I presented you how you like to be presented. Well, nice and shiny and beautiful. <laughs> That's true. It is very true. So thank you so much for having us. I'm pumped to be part of what you're doing. Yeah, fantastic. Great to have you here. Hey, let's start with a question. Uh, I used to work in the therapy space and a nice way to kind of enter into a conversation outside of just the what do you do, who are you, is to think like in a sensory manner, right? So today, if you were a flavour, what flavour would you be? Uh, if I was a flavor, I reckon I'd be caramel goes with everything. Nice. There you go. That's me. Beautiful. I reckon I'd be straight up plain old Cadbury dairy milk. Oh, yeah. 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 The worst part is I like buying those blocks and whenever I find myself in chocolate aisle, that's what I I like to go with. It made my list. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm down with Cadbury dairy milk. It's like crack. It's the best. Look at you two, caramel and chocolate. What a delicious interview. All right. Now we've got some good tone happening. I love it. What does it what does it really say about us though when we say when we give you we're the answers? We're soft and gooey. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet, pretty, pretty <laughs> consumable, pretty pretty delightful. Yeah, good answers. It's a really interesting one. It's like a nice metaphor to kind of consider how we're feeling versus like good or bad, happy or sad. It's like more dimensional and 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 kind of interesting. So great, good good to have you here, caramel and chocolate. Lovely. <laughs> um, okay, so you've got this uh, hit podcast, Funny Business. You've established the Wellbeings Network and you've got Wellbeings Digital as well. So beautiful, you know, businesses that you're building out there in the world. But let's take a moment to get to know you as humans a little bit more. So what's your vibe? In one word for, for each of you, um, following that thread of, you know, the, the sensory question, what's, what's your vibe as a human being? Me? I would say if what people would, what I'd sort of hope and, and sort of put out there, I think fun. I know you mentioned it before on air, but I, I think I like to, I like to have fun. You're going to go with fun as your one word? Yeah. My vibe is fun. Vibe is fun. What? You're saying it's not. I reckon. Dreamer. I'll put the funny in funny business. <laughs> I reckon dreamer. You know? Dreamer. Dreamer. Well, actually, me, me, and, me and my partner Tyler's actually bought a place on Dreamer Circuit. So maybe that is a I reckon it's a massive, it's a massive, like, the stars are aligning. There's something going on there. <laughs> the fact that 
you're going to live on a court, on, on a street called Dreamer, just blows my mind. So, well, I changed my answer because that's a better one. I was going to say Dreamer vibe. I like that. You like that? Yeah. Head in the stars. Nice. That's good. What's yours? Then? I've got no idea. I'll take the piss out of you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy myself some time. I don't know how I describe myself. I was just thing. What would you say? I would say um, smart. Smart. You're no, in a smart like vibe. That. You don't like that intellectual vibe? No. Ruthless. Maybe driven. Driven, very driven and motivated. Mm. That's what I was thinking about you. Hundred percent driven. Driven. I think I'm in. A, I'm in a interesting place in my life. To a weird change of times, changing industries, changing jobs, changing family dynamics, changing where we're home is. Trying to start a family and do shit and be able to give security and provide mm. and do that sort of stuff. I feel like in in my head, I think the word that would probably sum up my vibe at the moment would be driven and. Maybe a bit fucking tired. <laughs> they often go together. Often drive and fatigue go together. They go together. Yeah, that makes sense. What a nice combo. We've got caramel and chocolate and we've got a dreamer and a driver. Lovely. Makes sense that you work that together. Batman and Robin. Yeah. You, you, he likes to, he's been um, used to buy all the Batman costumes. At the beginning, <laughs> yeah. He's always looking for his Robin. You yeah. know? So he's searching for his Robin, hasn't he? Oh, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. No, this stuff's super important and interesting, right? Like when we collaborate, and particularly in a business partnership, it's intimate, it's real, it's every day. You've got to go through the real stuff. Uh, the way that you connect and the way that you balance each other and interact is like that's the magic, right? Like that literally drives the quality of what our businesses are and how far we can go with our visions. So it seems like we've been well, on we the actually, journey. Um, we actually lived together for when in 2015 yeah. we moved out together. We had the same group of friends. And um and we lived with our uh, wife and, and girlfriend as well. So we've all lived together for like a couple of years now. Like we've moved to different houses. We've done yeah. we've done a long stint in terms of finding someone to everything build, about build someone with. You can live with someone and not kill each, kill each other, and you can get along, and you're still friends, and partners are still friends. And you like, well, I feel like we're lucky that if you look at all this different stuff, we've had a crack at running stuff together before, before that. So like mm-hmm. us starting something doesn't just feel like. We're a team that's just going to disappear between the two of us and Tam, our co-founder, yeah. Tammy Martin, who's over in New Zealand. She heads up Wellbeans Digital mm. and she's got another pod called um, You're Killing It With a Peer pretty quickly. We've built up a lot of chemistry and a bond before starting something. So for us, I think that that, a lot of people say don't go into business with friends or family, yeah. Michelle Grace Under that sits on the network is, well, Tam and I have worked together for over multiple years before starting our business together. Locke and I have lived together and we've done it, but our business isn't. Doesn't it doesn't bend to that? We don't we don't follow the traditional mold. My old man, your old man, they all work themselves, run their own things. Yeah. It's like this is the mold that we want to follow. This is what we want to do, and I don't want to go and spend time with people I don't want to spend time with in order to mm. I don't provide and do the security of living life, yeah. participating in society. There's things you learn as you grow up too. You know things that you need to you know spend more time on and spend less time on, and juggling all that with just every even the fucking pandemic and just not being able to see family and stuff so it's been pretty crazy but yeah like rob said i think driven is a is a, is a really good thing i think even tammy like she's just we all wake up and we all feel like a different version of the same sort of thing where we mm. we bring a different flavor but i don't know we all feel the same and we're all we know that the other person's doing stuff you know what i mean we can always trust right. that they're, they're doing shit and and making the best decisions they can at the time so I feel like that's that takes a while to build up, you know, but, but we're so thankful and grateful. Mm-hmm. Like Rob said, I don't think we want to go around. Anymore. It's one of those things that like we work with teams. We've had yeah. our jam with Bobby's Digital is helping teams collaborate, perform better, 
build better, build better cultures, build better organizational cultures, understand the things that make things work between people, tools and processes. And for us, I see my background being in sports, going and coaching teams is 95% of the stuff comes down to, can you be a good human and interact with another person to get, a, get to achieve an outcome or an objective that you're going yeah. for versus what tools are you use and how you set up, <laughs> where are you meeting? Yeah. How are oh, you can send me emails or using Google Docs? Like no one cares. If you're not if you're not aligned and focused and you're not really all understanding where you want to go and what you want to do, yep. it doesn't matter what all the other stuff does, that's just fluff, you mm. know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I can I can relate. So yeah, and it's and I also think like these really tight um Effective human relationships allow us to move faster and cleaner and, and really in line with what we, what really matters most, right? So let's talk about funny business. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about the vehicle that is funny business, where you're connecting Australian business leaders and hearing their stories and sharing it more broadly with all of us across landscape. Tell me about funny business, what it's all about for you, where you want it to head and what matters most to you in that project. I think when we, we can never really remember when, how we sort of started it, but it was sort of right before the pandemic, we had a bit more time. And at the time, I think we were just sort of looking and going, shit, everything's about to change here. We, we need to sort of do something instead of burying our head in the news and looking at all the bad shit. We were like, let's just channel all that energy into building something. And yeah, we just started the podcast and we were lucky enough that we had some cool friends doing some cool things early and they, they said yes. And um, I don't know. And I think, Honestly, having not been sort of thrown out on the stage and in the big spotlight early and just sort of building it from our bedrooms and not it's feeling like nobody else in the room because there wasn't and we were sort of putting it out there. So we're getting the feedback of people, you know, really liking it. So we're going, oh, shit, we just need to lean more into who we are and doing a podcast, having it five times a week, you can't really lie or make up shit. So you have to be super honest and super yourself. So I feel like having that start where we weren't sort of pushed out there, it was sort of just doing it how we wanted to do it real comfortable and then it building out a field helped us. Yeah. 100%. You look back at the start, and I think we, we talk about this all the time in the pod, is for people who are interested in starting projects or want to, you got to start just, you just got to start. You can't yeah, always, everyone hates that advice, don't they? Come and you go, you just got to do it. Yeah, and they get, they get annoyed when they hear it. But if yeah. you go back and I think that what I'm really proud of about the project that's out there is you can see us evolve mm. and improve and iterate and continue can, like we preach continuous improvement you go back to our initial product of what it was a 10 minute interview stitched together on iMovie with sounds across different things with locked up bag my editing. That was and, us, and us awkwardly sitting there trying to interview and mm-hmm. do whatever compared to what it is now where we talk about we we mix in conspiracy theories and ancient aliens and mm-hmm. uh, chocolates and movies and shit we like with some of the biggest and smartest minds in Australia and that for us is we get to talk about whatever we want. We feel pretty lucky that we've yeah. created a show now that we find we find it funny. We still can't believe that we talk about shit like that, yeah. like filler content in between some of our crazy guest episodes, and people enjoy it. I've always thought like that, like the queen, like get it. Get, people do regular things. It doesn't matter who they are, how successful they are. Like the queen shits. Let's talk about shit with the queen. You know what I mean? Like that in my head. That's what that's where I want it. You know, like everyone's sort of very similar in a sense and very different at the same time, but. I just feel like you, everything that you do, the human element and what makes us human, that's the best part, you know? Mm, yeah, I'm I'm with you. And I think the Australian business landscape, like we we're talking about off air, like can do with even more humanity, even more dimension. And I think in this in this modern space, like shifting out of the emergence of the industrial era into the, you know, intelligence era, 
digital expanding everything. You can't hide anything. And why would you? Let's like shift up into these full dimensional human beings who were like afraid and courageous at the same time and know what they're doing and also don't know what they're doing for the next part as well, like holding this duality. Um, and I'm interested in the, like what what is, what do you hope Funny Business offers to the cultural landscape that wasn't there before? Like it's obviously you coming through, like what you stand for, you're funny, cool, real guys. And why do you think we need this in the Australian business media landscape? Well, this is something that we've, we've, we've thought about a yeah. lot. And this is something we've put a lot of, a lot and a lot of time into it and building our brand and our community around this. And we've come up with what we're calling like the wellbeing way, which for us is around being better, doing good and having fun. For us, it's about life's too short to be unhappy. A lot of these things around well-being and mental health, I think that there's a lot of mixed messages out there about people not really, it's just a lot of shit advice of people that are living in the sad parts of the mental health stuff yep. rather than living in the things that bring fun and enjoyment and bring passion back to people because mm -hmm. they're actually aligned with things that gives them purpose and meaning. Yep. And I think that what we're seeing in the business landscape, if I can expand on the thing that you're talking about before, is that, I've been in there. I've worked at the shit corporate jobs. I've worked at the big four. I've worked at ANZ. I've worked at NAB. I've worked at Telstra where someone actually shit on the floor in the cubicle next to the toilet because they didn't like the job that much. That's someone with you. That wasn't me. <laughs> people are rocking up in suits every day, being paid six-figure salaries to do this type of thing. But that is, that's the perception of where I think Australian business was. Mm -hmm. And what I think we're hoping to achieve and what I'd like to be a part of is helping shake that shit up because I think it's a fucked up way to live that's, yep. It's causing so much unhappiness. It's causing so many people to be miserable and mm. forced into this way of doing stuff where they're trapped, they buy a house, they're locked into this mortgage mm. of, I can't leave my job, I can't leave this shit job that I never wanted to do in the first place. Mm. And you think about, as a couple of blokes, I think that the interesting thing about the funny business is that more we have more female listeners than men, sure. which I find really, really interesting. But yeah. we're very also very passionate about men's mental health. And you see about, I think about like suicide rate for dudes and all that sort of stuff. It comes from... People being trapped in a system or society or whatever, they think they have to do something, they're trying to pander to see other people. Yep. What we're trying to show is that you can do now in this intelligence, whatever the next revolution of being world, digital world, sure. you can do any job you want. Mm. You can learn any new skill. If you can just actually put your mind to it, have a crack and do something, mm. I think that we've shown that you can, if you go back and you want to look at an example, if you don't know or you, you think what we're saying is bullshit go back and look and listen from episode one all the evidence is out there you can follow our content for the last 18 months and see where day one started yeah. and you can go back even further and see where we started with our slides business yeah so you can i think that what we're trying to do is leave breadcrumbs that shows mm. people we're built in public we've built public facing but it comes with pressure too Locke says it all the time is a lot of people will get scared to put themselves out there and have a crack this yep. way because if you fail you fail publicly yep. You fail with people looking at you going, fuck, did you see that? People not liking you and, and, and living with that and knowing that people just they people don't, get, don't dig it. People yeah. put off by us. It's all poppy syndrome in Australia. People put off by us having a crack and doing something different. Mm. Or how come they can do that? I can't mm. do that. I'm stuck in my job. Well, fuck you. You know, but, we're doing the work. But seeing that just makes me feel like you're, we try and pick out the people in the classrooms who feel that, that way, who want to get out and just giving them an option and just sort of being like a lighthouse for them to be like, no, it's not always like that. You can do things differently. So. Mm. Our dams are always open. So with no. Funny Business, I think the way we're trying to take this part next is Funny Business is, is our biggest show on the Wellbeing Network, but we're having lots more shows that are going to fit under being better, be doing good or having fun. Yep. And for yeah. us, putting out content that inspires people to have a, a meaningful and purposeful life so that they can 
have a bit more ha happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment in their life. That's why we do what we do. And that's why we're trying to shake up the type of content because if you put real shit out there, people actually get the actual help that they mm. need to make more educated, better decisions and create better pathways for themselves. Well, Peter Boll, he's a perfect example of that, wasn't he? He's a perfect example of real and, you know, aligning with him and even before the Olympics and, you know, chatting with him and saying that's exactly the type of person, you know, who, fit, who fits that vibe. And I don't know, he's a, he's a just... Good, good example of like talent and people who we're going to work with in the future and how, you know, how they portray themselves and the message that they're sending as well. So, yeah, yeah, beautiful. I love this, this next level of sophistication and dimensionality, like real humans who are fleshy and um, supple and vulnerable and real who are also incredibly smart and dynamic and focused. Um, I think I think we're seeing this emergence uh, of that you can be really smart and strong and gutsy and great at what you do and also funny and real and soft and open. Like I think we've had this division that you're either one or the other. I know that from working in the arts and then shifting now into business through the MBA lens of, and now I've landed in the management consulting space. I'm like, no, both. I'm not going to lose my softness and my fun and my wildness while I'm also building a commercial model and like talking about strategic direction. Both, mate. And I really think you're doing both and it's really beautiful. It's awesome. You're that's something that well done. Hey. Something I was thinking about chatting about in the car. We'll drive around, check the beach out before coming to this chat. It was around um, something I've experienced about perception. Perception is reality sometimes, and I think that this the notion of us uh, being driven, being interesting, helping execute things and change things up, but dressing like we do, talking how we do, doing things just in a different way where it's not as polished as other people. There's a perception that sometimes that people, I, I honestly have felt it, that they look and, and treat us slightly differently because of how we're, we're tackling it. But for us, we know that for, we know what we're doing is pretty interesting. We know it's, we're having a red hot crack. And yep. we, for others that are looking at in that thing, I think that it's really interesting times at the moment where I, I think about changing careers and being someone who was an empathetic dude trying to be in a, in a real masculine mm. environment like the AFL footy system. Yep. And not being as not fitting in as well as doing that because we don't really fit into that. We can go and have fun and all the boys would like us, yes. but I'm not, not, I'm not going to be taking a shirt off and start wrestling in the footy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to talk yeah. about it. I was studying outside, doing uni outside of footy and doing mm. all that sort of stuff. So I think what we're trying to do is show people that there's a different pathway. And mm. it's, it's time to break the molds of what people expect just, they can achieve. Just be you. you, know what be you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think this is where we're, we're shifting more, more into in the diversity and inclusion space. Like I, I work a lot in that space and it's often about women or gender diverse people needing more support, which is absolutely true as well. We need more platforming. We need more support and, and initiatives that, you know, help break down doors, make sure people are in the right room, uh, in the right seats. But also I think beyond that, it's even beyond gender. I think it's about individual human beings representing who they truly are because you can't beat if you can't see it, right? Like, and I, I do think you represent that, that, yeah, we're in beanies and thrasher T-shirts running a media network. That's right. Both. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like, it's important. So good on you. And I guess, yeah, you can't beat if you can't see it. Well done. There's a, there's a really good book that um been recommended. I think it's called Team Human. Have you read Team Human? No, I feel like I've heard um, of it, but, yeah. Done. Douglas Rushkoff. There's also another one. Oh, Biggie Duff. Doug Rushkoff. He's in a few good books, old Dougie. <laughs> He's just Googling some books. Google, no, I can't remember. There's another one that's it's like it's like Team Human, but it's not. It's an absolute belter mm. of the book, which talks about this sort of stuff. Is like, I think we've 
now in the age that we're living in, what the digital world actually does, it, people have so much clarity because you can't hide yeah. anymore because everyone's like, one, yes, you can get the tinfoil hat like I have sometimes, yeah. <laughs> living in the Big Brother society where funny. everyone's watching everything and everyone knows yeah. everything. Yeah. Or you can also lean into it yeah. like, that it helps us remove some of the barriers that allows us to be more of who we should yeah. be as people like we're all just one of the billions of things on here. We're not that special, mm. you know. <laughs> we're all and we got things that make us unique, but we're still the six billion of us. Like we need to get along. Yeah, lot. we're all in this together. Hey. I really liked that the term that you use breadcrumbing. Like I think there's a bit of a gap out there of like, take the leap, be courageous, follow your dreams. And then you're like, oh, oh no, I feel scared. Like, that's right. You're going to feel scared. That's right. Just one breadcrumb at a time. And you build up that courage, right? You build that resilience and you build that comfort with who being who you truly are. If you decide, no, I'm going to be me no matter what, no matter how far I go, I'm going to retain the integrity of my humanity. Um, you'll always find, you know, the truth of where you're supposed to end up and do great work in the world. But yeah, you've got to build that up, like compound it and build the guts that that takes to to do it do you feel like you've gone on a journey of like becoming stronger and more comfortable in being who you truly are and doing great work i honestly think confidence is a massive thing Mm. underrated thing i think like having the balls to just keep doing things and it's a resilience thing as well like i just think uh one of the big standout things that i had was i remember going for a walk when i was about 13 14 and it was like you said i was playing footy and cricket but i like music and i liked other shit and i had different friends and i was like I love the fact that I'm not just sort of one dimensional. I've got these different sorts of avenues. And I was like, I'm just going to lean more into what I like. And that was a moment for me where I was like, fuck, I'm just going to be confident in who I am and just whatever happens, happens. And I don't know, I, people who I looked up, up to are like people like Snoop Dogg who made a career out of, I know it sounds stupid, but it's like he just made a career yeah. out of anything. You know what I mean? And that's just fucking crazy. For me, that's just like, mm. if I can be a version of that, that's sort of how, I don't know, that was just a moment for me. Yeah, the first cool. time locked in, I met my family, he came to my house and he was wearing leopard pants. Okay. And my grandpa looked at him and he was like, and he had this big woolen socks and all this sort of stuff. And like, he, I think being friends with Locke has, has been something for me. I was always, I, I grew up in, in my own little bubble driven to be successful in, in the sports thing and in that sort of pathway. And um, coming across Locke and, and us interacting, him being so comfortable with who he is about what his values are and stuff like that. I think it's really helped me come out of my shell and be a bit more confident and get that, get that bit of that, that the drivenness that I'd lost for a period of time back. And I think that you can find people that you can surround yourself with people that can, and you can work with people that bring the best out of you. That's what you should be. Yeah. Beautiful. There you go. That, can we, can you clip that and just ah, I'm gonna listen to that? Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's useful for all of our listeners to, you know, and viewers to, uh, you know, hear this, the real side of it. Yeah, it's really dimensional. There's a whole lot to it. Um, I think running a business, like you're going to get pushed right up against the wall, like on a personal level, like you got nowhere to hide, mate. You got to bring everything you've got. And that's, that's visceral. Um, but, but I feel beautiful. Hey, like a real lifetime pathway when you do it, when you do it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, even like I think you just fail over and over again. Things you're just trying and trying and trying. So when things do go right and stuff, you need to make sure that you have fun mm. and you, you celebrate things because, yeah. like you said, everything is so raw and fucking hard sometimes, you know. So it's like that's why things, little wins, are so good. And yeah. I don't know. You got to love. You got to enjoy the whole thing. Like we enjoy the whole building things, seeing if it works, if it doesn't, move on to the next thing. And like 
that's the whole fun part. That's the lifestyle that well, we want. There's no certainties. Even like, yeah. like even because in this world like, we live in, like even ones that you think are certainties, sometimes shit goes mm. wrong and it doesn't go through. So I think it's like it's like you have to be you living have to, on a nice thing. Yeah, skin, yeah, yeah that's for sure. Stay bouncy. and deal with some of that stuff. Knowing that, you know, it's not as like the paychecks aren't as certain. You start the different thing. Yep. You're you outlaying such and such to start building the business, yep. and you defer paying yourselves as founders because we're bootstrapping everything. Like, there's interesting pressure. things like that. Yeah. Pressure that's attached to us. It's not just like get my paycheck, go home, and I, I look about and then be well, a thought leader. <laughs> at, at the time of writing this, more at the time of recording this, as you know, my wife's 40 weeks pregnant, yep. and I my job that I quit to start Wellbeing's Digital mm. off in 18 weeks will pay yep. paternity yep. leave, and now I've got nothing. Yep. You know, and I'm going, I'm trying to tell them that, yeah, I'm going to try and take as much time as I can off. And I want to, and I definitely want to be because I want to be there and that type of father. But I'm also going, fuck, well, we've just started a business and we don't have any security mm. and we're bringing all our different stuff. And I don't have the same leave as I used to. But having people like Locke and Tam who understand that and are like family to me, they're going to pick up the slack. They're going to help us do whatever. And that's how we're going to, we're going to live and move forward. But it's a different world. Like, so, mm. in terms of what's sort of changed, how it's, evolve that's sort of what we learned is that you live in a different space if you're running your own stuff. yeah beautiful and you're having to lean into like ethics integrity human connection empathy versus rules and regulations of i'm i'm allocated these number of hours like no mate literally we have to lean into our humanity and the types of humans that we are and the things that we value like and that when you yes have the bravery to step into a space like that it's frightening but then you get to see true human connection and what life really is about yeah it's pretty it's I think it's wild entrepreneurship done really well with depth. It's it's like nothing else. Yeah, it's beautiful. I feel like it's the infinite game. Like it's our version of yeah. like, I oh know for you, it's like a footy match. You know what I mean? Every day and we can play for however long we want. You know, we can take breaks whenever mm. we want. We can do any, like we see this doing this for the rest of our lives. So it's like there are going to be periods where there might be a couple of years where we don't do much or just chill out. Sure. And then yeah. we might you know, do heaps of fun stuff. Yeah. But for us, it's about a lifestyle thing. It's about mm. doing cool things, helping as many people as we can. Mm. and having as much time to, to spend with the family and friends and doing cool shit because, you know, we only get one time around and one sort of version of this. So we're both stoked to just be doing doing us and doing what we want to be doing and that's building media, building the consultancy, building relationships and doing cool shit. Yeah, beautiful. So probably a good segue, hey, into uh, uh, Wellbeing Network as, as a vision, as yeah. an idea. I'm sure there's, you know, some good secret plans that we don't want to share too much about but do you want to tell us a little bit about your vision your desires your dreams for for well-being network as that bigger container that funny business is a part of yeah so i suppose when we started funny business we never thought we'd kick off a network or anything like that but as we sort of grow grown and evolved we met so many cool people and as you know like you come across people and you're like you should do a pod you've definitely got to you know what i mean you start seeing all these different things and you're like oh my god you, you you know you're so great so we're just like we need to highlight our friends and people who we think are doing some cool stuff and can really add some value and not just add to the noise, you know, or, sure. you know, fill their niche or fill their community. So it's about networking and all that sort of stuff for us and building the right relationships and aligning ourselves with the, the right people. So we're dropping a bunch of different shows. Um, we're, we're kind of treating it like, like the wrestling. So that like the WWE, like with a bunch of training, all these different characters and shows and they're all going to sort of intertwine with each other and sort of build out into our version of like a cartoon network or, or stuff like that so um yeah we're just going to be we're super excited to dig into that next year there's going to be a bunch of shows dropping um so they'll be all different genres and all different talent and stuff much much better than us so uh you'll be frothing that there's so many good people 
we've got on board and so many cool ideas. So um, I think next year is just about evolving the, the network with more talent, more shows, yeah. um, and just really more, getting the more, feedback. More events. Yeah, more events. emphasis on the community, more emphasis on the brand. So I think if, if people look at what it is, like, it's funny because we do the Funny Business Podcast, but we dropped our, well, our line of well-being teas, and it's like something that people really want to associate. They feel part of the community. Yep. They feel part of the team. So focusing on different elements of where we can take it Touch is, points, is yeah. pretty cool because how we've set it up is means that it can sort of turn out to be whatever we yeah. want. If we want to go and do an events, we can go do events. We want to do shows, we can do shows. We want to do we've got a space content. Now, yeah. we've, got this, we've got this new yeah. space down here in Torquay on the Surf Coast, which is set up this sort of studio and a content house. So we've got lots of cool things that we're going to be coming in. It's, it's, I think it's more about like how we've been working is to lay the foundations that allow us to take on more stuff. And Beautiful. I think people really underestimate how long it takes to build the foundations to allow you to build mm what our vision is and we don't have small vision like we haven't started this to be <laughs> yeah, like no, i can yeah. see it it's emerging in real time i know i'm watching it yeah yeah we're, we're, we've got big goals and it's we're building stuff out and we're surviving we're getting through but um, we're excited to see where that goes once it's all set up and we've connected the dots and we can have a pipeline that allows people and, and things to get working ideas and there's actual flow yeah. of stuff mm. not just Working in the business versus on the business versus trying to manage ideas. He loves flow management too. He loves oh, yeah. project management. Checking in, he loves his checklist. Yeah. So he's going to be loving it daily. It's just been done. It's just been done. Oh, well, but that's his stuff. That's real stuff. Yeah. Bones off. Bones <laughs> off. Okay, it's time to talk about the edge. That's that's uh, you know part of why we're all here. Uh, sessions being about stories from the edge, and I wondered if you'd like to tell me about a time that you found yourselves on the edge. And what happened next? Oh, on the edge, I feel like we're living on a nice edge at the moment where we're just taking a step back and realising if things go certain ways, things turn completely different. So I feel like we're the, our lifestyle is kind of living on the edge constantly. Yeah. I feel like we wake up and it's kind of just like things can go right, things can go wrong. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's been a stand. I think it's just that that lifestyle is a big standout for me of just like hang on everything matters mm. um do a good job show up um and push the boundaries so we're constantly thinking of new ways to sort of evolve and do things and test things because we but rob you got the tech background so it's all about the building the mvps and doing all them sort of things so pushing things and and, and seeing the new trends and doing all what we can there as much as we can we like to do that mm. well i was probably probably quitting my job last mm-hmm. year i think that i from a personal standpoint, I've worked to change careers to get into the place that to, to get to the position I'd got to, like after playing footy and, and getting the flick and having to deal with a lot of mental stuff around um, attaching who I was as a person to me as a sportsman, still having desires to do more stuff versus trying to set myself up, get a degree, and get into the a job that provides some security and, and a bit of and some fucking pay because I went from being an, an 18 year old with the idea of AFL players making 300 grand a year with their thing over to out the door before my 20th birthday, mm. working at EB Games, going, fuck, I want 20 bucks an hour selling video games. Like it was a big reality check of I've worked, yeah. worked to getting oh, from that point yeah. to a safe, permanent job that paid really well, was able to provide my family yeah. and a growing family that I've got now. And I think the, the time of living on the edge, which I, I give and my wife so much credit for, is that we, she did, went back to uni for four years and we helped get her through that point and mm. get her out the other the other side. And we got married just before the pandemic and me quitting my job, quitting my safe 
safe yep. really as safe as a job gets yep. the complete uncertainty yep. in everything all different ways that for me is probably one of the biggest things i've, I've done in, in my life in a, in a way that because i've it'd been a big yeah, journey I can see. yep yep you know so that's a good answer that's a mm, good answer mm. and and yeah mind. building like <laughs> sharing that narrative of that edge you came from to get to that next to build that safety to then be ready for that next edge to you know shift out of the full-time job that's it's huge yeah i think the cool thing how we look at now is that regardless of starting something and i look at even if we if we blow up in flames in front of everyone's eyes it doesn't really matter because what even our where we fall back now i think people are going to see it like incremental improvements like playing mario super mario like you don't die and go back to the start in this stuff you you go to you might have clocked a different level so for us if it goes to shit, I'm sure we can someone will give us jobs. Yeah. You know, I think we've done enough to demonstrate that we're all right mm. and we can do shit. So I feel like that's the way that I look at it. And we're not that we're gonna ever do that, mm. but it's more like if you're having a crack and you're doing something, it's gonna be incremental improvement of yep. levels and it's not gonna be a fluid up, you might have some downs, you go through some stuff. But well, I was working as a barista. I can always go back and go go work in the bar and cafe yeah. and do all that sort of stuff. Like there was no real big pressure you know what I mean and like mm. for, for me that was kind of like moving from tech into what we're doing now that was like a baptism of fire but I didn't know much any different I didn't really know the corporate world or anything like that you know mm. what I mean so I feel like for you it's a lot different and for me I feel like there's a lot of people who might be working in cafes or bars or pubs and you know they're not too sure what they want to do but just sort of lean into it and just smash it out and fucking yeah I don't know just that's the sort of way it worked for me I remember we had a chat didn't we when we were when I was working at the valley and you, I don't know, we were talking about careers and I didn't know what I wanted to do or anything like that. And you were pretty fucking, I don't know, well, I can't really remember what they said, but I know it was a memorable chat. Either, we sat there and we talked about because I had, I was, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity and I, I'm pretty good at goal setting. So mapping out some different stuff, but also working, like we, Locke and I had a chat and we talked about how, what steps we could have and it was like a plan to get there, mm-hmm. hit those goals, made it happen, but it's shown that we had the same conversation about Locke transitioning, getting out of what he was doing, going, fuck, I don't, I don't have a career pathway. I can't be, if, mm. if Tars and I ever have the kids or we go further in life, what am I going to do provide for family on a barista's wage? Mm. So like the, in terms of living on edge and finding someone to like make shit happen and go from, well, I look at Locke. Locke's probably one of the biggest people on LinkedIn in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, but people look at that and go, oh, he must have done whatever. But people don't really, like, what, two and a half years ago, he was pouring coffees. Mm. Like that's a big, it's a big change for to build that credibility up in that space on a on a business platform from someone to put themselves out there who've been yep. pouring coffee. I don't I think a lot of people underestimate just the the guts that takes to put yourself out there like yep. that in front of the type of caliber of people that we've interviewed on our pod. Yeah. yeah. In our essay, like if that's what makes us real. Is but we had the both same motivations of fire up our asses. You know what I mean? Where we both couldn't be like, oh, we can slip back in and just cruise. You know yeah. what I mean? We we didn't. We both had the same shit on the line. So it was like, I feel like that's an important thing too. I think if you're starting a business, again, you have people with the same motivations, you know, same same desire to get things done. They can't mm. just fall back on mm. stuff, you know, that's a big thing. Because I think we always pushed each other, didn't we? Yeah. We all, And that, that holds you accountable. It's like having a training buddy at the gym, isn't it? Like, yeah. all right, you need to do this. You know, when you haven't been doing as much and you, but like, you just never really let the team down like that, do you? You just respect, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. that's, that's, that's why we try and emulate what, what we have with other teams in, in, in tech, yeah. you know, because we realise the importance and how quick we can get stuff done. And I don't know, that's just been a big shining light for me right. to see that, you the know. Team and yep. and how the teams can actually work like that and go, fuck, like, 
imagine if every team worked like that and had the same sort of openness and directness mm. and like stuff would get done and be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true that. I think it does add another layer of meaning when you do it with other people. Hey, like you can have your own mission, and that's really important to keep expanding your own capacity. But when it's when it's uh, you've got people counting on you and holding you accountable, and it matters whether you show up or not. I think that's a whole other layer of like meaning and reward, and part of the bigger human experience that is, you know, what is our business experience is a, is a part of. Um, which leads me to to probably my final question for you today, which is around like. Why, um, and I think we often think of edges as being like one big leap, one big moment, but I think we continuously keep pushing and then, oh, here's the next edge. Okay, here's the next edge. And we continue to expand our capacity, capability, um, awareness of what we can even do. Like why why do you think we bother? Why, do, why bother leaping? Why bother pushing through the discomfort of that edge of the next bit that is being you're being called to like step into? Why do it? I think I'm just obsessed. I think I'm, in terms of by nature, I've always, I think I've always just been wanting to know what's, what's next, what's more, you know, like experience as much as I can. So it's like I've always wanted to feel everything that you can feel, see everything you can see. That's like travelling and all that sort of stuff. It's just it, as much as I can, I just want, that's what I want. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I reckon mine, mine is I feel lucky enough that my, my parents worked hard to focus on a lot of stuff around education for me to give myself a, a different pathway than what my old, my old man did and I feel like I had a cool opportunity with, with sports that would have allowed me to provide I guess level up that life that I felt like I'd been not groomed for but like I'd been given this opportunity or chance for so for me I guess why, why I do the shit that I do is that I, I feel like I'm intelligent enough I have enough experience enough I have the potential to do enough I, I would be pretty disappointed in myself if I sat back and just chilled the fuck out because I feel like I can achieve more. You be I, if you're on your deathbed, you'd be going fucking. And I think that that's you know. what truly what I'm following stuff that I'm actually good at and interested in is is what makes me unique. And I feel like the stuff when I was chilling, when I was doing not much and I wasn't as driven, that was probably when I had a bit more fucked up shit going on in my head because mm. I didn't have any sense of. You like, like testing yourself, don't you? You like testing. I like I like yeah. competition. I like yeah. I like being in the game. I like playing the game. I like showing. I like having a crack. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It yeah. is fun. Yeah. It's it's fun doing hard yeah. stuff. Yeah, very yeah. hard like, stuff. It's super fun. Yeah, adrenaline's good. Dopamine's yeah. good. Yeah, don't need to jump out of planes. Just start a business. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there you go. There's there's our message for today, and I would agree with it. Yeah. I absolutely. Because also you got to live with it. You jump out of a plane that's done once, one day, one moment. But the business, you're there every day. It continues. It's a marathon. So I think it's really beautiful the purity that that takes to really stand in the discomfort and do it anyway and enjoy it. Force not force yourself, but like really let yourself enjoy it. Yes, pressure and fun at the same time. We all have the capacity to do it. And I think when you're doing that, and that's what other people relate when you're just like going through it and you're just so public, like fuck, that was hard or that was shit. People just gravitate towards that because they're like, oh my god, I feel the same way too. It's yeah. not all the bells and whistles. It's it's just being real, you know. It's yeah. like the I just think the more I just feel like it's like a lighthouse magnet. The more you talk about the challenges and struggles of how hard everything is, I feel like you just people relate to that. Yeah. Well, life's not an Instagram filter. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. absolutely. Would be not Valencia would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah just a little bit of softening yeah no it's it's awesome yeah. and I'm coming to realize that like doing the thing isn't actually that hard like we're smart we can figure it out we're creative it's the mental process of unlocking the things that are blocking us or 
creating the difficulty, I think is part of it. So when you see, um, sometimes I think we can see like entrepreneurs talking about the struggle of the journey and it's yeah not very sexy or exciting, but when you break it down, you realize, oh, they're moving through their own capacity building. Like this is a human journey that we're watching. It's through a business vehicle, sure, but this is a human literally expanding and shedding off layers right in front of us. Like, yeah, it's hard, mate. Keep going. It's beautiful what we're watching. And I've really enjoyed um, watching you over the last little while, like watching the way that you're delivering your content really allows us to to feel and see that dimension, like funny and serious at the same time. And I really relate to that. Um as a, as a business journey. So thank you for joining me. Great conversation and really cool that, you know, we're in a moment of edge for you right now. Like I really look forward to watching you and supporting you over the next say year. Like let's see where we're at in a year's time. How, if, if we're ready for the next edge or if we're still sitting and holding that edge, like what will the sensibility be like? Um, and I, you know, support you all the way and you're doing really important things. Thanks for joining us on the Australian business landscape. Like we need you. Thanks. Uh, Robin, really appreciate you having us on and giving the opportunity to um, chat with you. What you're building is awesome. So um, can't wait to follow along on your journey as well. Thanks. Hopefully Nick. we're not selling coffees and selling videos. Yeah, yeah. And good, Thanks, good luck, Rob, with your, you know, um, your family that's about to unfold to that next level, the edge that's there. How beautiful that we're like literally days away from this moment. So, you know, good luck. Do the job straight up, won't you? You'll be getting her in the hype is little baby funny. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> oh, thank cool you. guys. All right, I'll catch you soon.